Welcome back, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm Nate. We're here with Jimbo, and we are talking about the Futures game. Pretty bummed. Love the Futures game. Love it. Love All-Star Week. But Futures game is probably my favorite part of, uh, of the week, to be honest with you. Yeah, you got guys you can dream on, like Jackson Churio. I'm <laughs> yeah. dreaming. You know, it's especially nice as a Brewers fan right now. It's like Christian Yelich is fine, but you're giving him a ton of money and it kind of stinks. You know what really helps that is if you have a guy like Jackson Churio that can come up and be really good for cheap, then it's like, all right, pretend that you're giving that money to Jackson Churio and Jackson Churio's money to Christian Yelich and it's not as brutal. True. So, but anyways, I digress uh, right off the bat. We are talking about the future game rosters. So that's all we're talking about today. We're just going to go through them and uh, go from there. Um, sh- how do you? How should we start? Should we just go through American League and then go through National League? And then we're picking a couple players each to talk about more in depth? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Lot, the, yeah, if we do like a rapid fire on it, that'd be best. Perfect. So let's start with the American League. For the catchers, you've got... Yanir or Yanir Diaz from the Astros, unranked uh, prospect. Dylan Dingler from the Tigers, unranked. And then Shea Langlers uh, for the Athletics, the number 32 ranked prospect on MLB.com. You'll remember Shea Langlers in the Matt Olson deal. Him, Christian Pache, and a couple other pieces, I believe, went for Matt Olson. And then the Braves signed Matt Olson to that big eight year contract. Um, so those are the catchers for the American League. The National League side of the catchers, and I think I'll just go chunk by chunk here instead of National League or all of American League, all National League. The catchers on the National League side, significantly more or significantly more pedigree uh, by a long shot. So they've got Francisco Alvarez for the Mets, number two on MLB.com top 100. Diego Cartea, Dodgers, number 14. Henry Davis for the Pirates, number 18, also the former first overall pick. And then Logan, and I'm still not 100% sure how to say his last name, O-Hope, O-Hoppy. That sounds good to me. Let's just do uh, O-Hope. O-Hope, number 90 for the Phillies. So those are the catchers. Obviously, an t- absolute ton of talent on the National League side for catching. And the American League side, um, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of these guys later. We got some other stats pulled up. But moving on to the infielders, we've got Gunnar Henderson. Of course we do. Gunnar Henderson's probably been like the best performing prospect in all of minor leagues this year um, at a high level. Orioles shortstop prospect number five overall. Former second-round pick, too. Who says you can't get stars outside of the first round? And then you've got Curtis Mead, the Australian from the Rays, number 61 overall. John Kenzie Noel, the Guardians' big-hitting first baseman. Um, has a ton of home runs. I believe he leads the minor leagues in home runs this year. Uh, you've got him. He's unranked. Nick Prado, the Royals' big, eventually power-hitting first baseman, number 71. I don't know what Nick Prado's stats look like this year. Nick, I was just telling Jimbo, and Jimbo can agree or disagree with me, Nick Prado has the type of name that does not seem like a baseball player name. And he's on the Royals, so it's like a double negative, that, which does not make a positive. It, 
Yeah, yeah. Sometimes two lefts make a right. Not in this case. Um, but Nick Prado is hitting has eight fifty eight OPS in AAA this year, which is fine. Seventeen home runs, ten doubles, three triples. But it's not like the most spectacular stats in the world out of a first base only type of guy. And then we've got Sedane Rafaela. 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 Uh, Red Red Sox infield prospect came out in 2022. Bowman, uh, Jimbo just talked about him a couple weeks ago. He's an absolute beast. Cards are pretty cheap. Definitely one of those like potential like mm, might be a good buy. Yeah. Spencer Steer for the Twins, who's pretty old. I think he's like 24. And then Anthony Volpe, Yankees, number eight overall prospect in baseball. For the infielders on the National League, we've got Darren Baker, who made it because his father is coaching the opposite side. So Darren Baker, infielder, second baseman for the Nationals. He uh, he does not – I don't want to be mean. These guys are all better than me at baseball. <laughs> but if there's a guy who did not really deserve to be on this team because of his stats, it's Darren Baker. Um, I believe he has like a six-something OPS right now. Uh, but we'll look it up in a little bit. I've got all the stats of every non-ranked uh, player on this list. Ellie De La Cruz, who's been absolutely phenomenal for the Reds, number 50 overall. Uh, of course, he is the only player in the in the minor leagues to have a 2020 season, 20 home run, 20 stolen bases by the time we've hit the All-Star break, uh, which is pretty incredible. Ezekiel Tovar, Rockies number 58 overall. Ezekiel Tovar, did he come out in 2021 Bowman? Chrome, I think. 2021 Bowman Chrome. I've seen his name, but um, and his I've seen his cards, but I just can't remember where he came out in. Pretty sure it's Bowman Chrome. Miguel Vargas, third baseman, Dodgers, number 72 overall. Uh, and then there's a little note, David VR, Giants, non-ranked, but it says replaced on roster. So I guess he's not playing. He might be injured. Jordan Walker, Cardinals, number seven overall, power-hitting third baseman. Mason Wynn, Cardinals, number 91. Mason Wynn, obviously, the shortstop for the Cardinals, performing really well, but also was a two-way player out of high school, and they are not letting him do that anymore, which is disappointing. And then, last but not least, Mark Vientos for the Mets, non-ranked. Having another good year. I don't know if he'll ever get the love um, that maybe he deserves. Moving on to outfielders for the American League, we've got Denzel Clark for the Athletics, uh, unranked. Oscar Colas, uh, I'm probably butchering his last name. Cuban outfielder for the White Sox, unranked. He came over from Japan in like 2019. He, this is his first time playing stateside baseball, or la- not? That's not true. He played in Japan 2019, and then he doesn't have any stats since then um, until this year. But he is Cuban. He signed with the White Sox. And in his first taste of minor league baseball, he's on a futures game. So uh, that's pretty cool. Jason Dominguez at number 40. And one of those things where, you know, when the season started, it was like Jason Dominguez. People are spending crazy amounts of money on him. Probably not worth it. Yada, yada, yada. And now you get to the point where it's like, all right, Jason Dominguez is a little bit more impressive. Uh He's got an 810 OPS now, but it's still like 100 point better on base percentage, 371 on base percentage compared to 262 batting average. Um, but it's still not like super impressive. All right, from Jason Dominguez is George Valera, Guardians outfield prospect number 33, also the 2022 
Bowman baseball product guy um, was supposed to have autos in 2020 and uh, just didn't happen probably because of COVID and maybe never signed the cards. I don't know what happened there, but I've seen pictures of cards of him that end up never getting released. Um, but I also saw the super refractor of him has been pulled. Then Matt Walner for the twins, who also has 21 home runs this year, former first round um, supplemental first round pick. And then Dustin Harris for the Rangers completes the outfield for the National League or the American League. The National League outfield is, of course, Corbin Carroll, who's been amazing for the Diamondbacks, number three overall prospect. This is actually crazy. In the live stream yesterday, Jimbo, hmm. I pulled up a Corbin Carroll refractor auto no, 499 PSA 10 that sold for like $1,260 um, in May. You want to guess the price now? Probably like what twenty three fifty. You would think, wouldn't you? Do playing really well, moved all the way up to number three prospect, got called up to AAA. Nope, it was down to like a thousand and fifty dollars. Wow! Despite all of that, despite him playing well, despite him moving up to number three on the prospect list, his price dropped like two hundred bucks. I would be curious to see all of the sales of that card because sometimes people get excited and. There's like a one-off. Yeah. You got it with baseball specifically. Um, yeah, where they can't wait. No or patience. like, yeah, or, or like, or even, yeah. Because I, I, I notice that all the time where it's like, oh, even it like uh, by different grades. Like, a, you know, let's say someone will, will spend more on a, a blue than a gold. And you're like, what? What is going on? Or vice versa. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of variables with, with it all. But yeah, that's something. It's interesting. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't make sense what people do, especially when the cards are cheap. Now, when the cards are more expensive, I expect, I expect the prices to, you know, to for something like that to never happen, where a blue sells for more than a gold. But when it's cheap, it's like, oh, is it a color match? All right, I'll take the out of one fifty instead of the out of fifty. But we have, um, let me get to date sold here. So 1,002 July 10th on auction, May 16th, 1,125 on auction, May 14th, 1,260 on auction. So, okay, it's $135 more expensive, um, but it's still May 16th, a second price, $125 more expensive than this one because the Corbin Carroll sold for 1,002. So, like, it's still, it's not down a ton, obviously, when you're talking about thousands, but it's still down when you'd expect the number three overall prospect to be up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for this stuff as well. <clears throat> so yes, sir. No, it's just interesting about it all. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, that's one of those times in the card market that doesn't make any sense because if you bought Corbin Carroll, you would have said to yourself, I did everything right. I bought a nice card. I got a good grade. I got it, you know, an auto, he played really well. He became a top five prospect. He became a top three prospect. Everything went right, and yet money was not made. Yeah. And I think that's just the, the the world we live in right now. It's not necessarily how much money can you make, but if you have to sell, how little money can you lose at some sometimes? Yeah. Another thing, too, that I've noticed, especially with prospects, There'll, there'll be a lot of people like myself holding on to a bunch of, let's say, a certain player 
or you know where there's just not a lot out a lot out in the public Mm -hmm. and then like oh you know and then you're like i really want to buy a corbin carroll but there's not a lot there's like let's say you know two or three options and then you know you might overpay because you think that's all there are it's not like you know there's only 50 golds you know 25 oranges you know plus the waves and all that other nonsense but you have i feel like too supply and demand isn't always like steady with it um because of how there's just not a lot of production for because bowman first is the keen for us um in the in the baseball world mm-hmm. i definitely feel like that's a factor yeah and uh I don't know, just just crazy, just crazy, just an interesting tidbit I figured I'd sprinkle in here. Uh, moving on with the outfielders, our guy, Jackson Trurio, Brewers number 38. Baseball America, I don't know if you saw this, Jimbo, ranked him number 20 Yeah. mid-season update. From unranked before the season started to number 20 halfway through the season. That reminds me of Julio, J-Rod, back in the day. So and good. Luciano. Um, Pete Crow Armstrong for the Cubs, number 79. Robert Hassel, the third for the Padres, number 24. And then Zach Veen, Spokane Indian, Zach Veen. Uh, shout out. I just watched him play in real life um, last Friday. Today is Tuesday, so last Friday, uh, five days ago, I got to watch Zach Veen play in real life. It was pretty fun. He had a double. He had a single. Um, or, no, he had a couple singles and, and a couple stolen bases, not a double. Um, Zach Veen, Rockies, number 23 overall prospect. And then really quick, moving on to the pitchers, Brian Bello replaced on the roster, Red Sox number 45. Of course, he got replaced because he was in the majors. You can't play you can't play on this game if you are in the majors. Uh, next up, Taj Bradley, Rays number 34. Uh, I'm going to talk about him a little bit more in a little bit, so we won't talk about him here. Hunter Brown, Astros number 85. Kai Bush, Angels, unranked. Wilmer Flores, Tigers, not Wilmer Flores on the Giants, but Wilmer Flores on the Tigers. We've talked about him before on this very podcast unranked um he's still doing well emerson hancock for the mariners unranked jack leiter former number two overall prospect last year for the rangers number 17 ricky teedman blue jays number 64 ken waldachuk yankees number 74 and yosver zuleta blue jays unranked and then on the national league side andrew abbott reds unranked mike burrows pirates unranked Cade Cavalli, Nationals, number 47. Kyle Harrison, Giants, number 26. And Kyle Harrison's only 20 years old, which is bonkers. Antoine Kelly, Brewers, unranked. But shout out. I love to see him here. I have a couple autos and a couple, like, colors of him. Just kicks and giggles. I buy any Brewers pitching prospect for the most part. Bobby Miller, Dodgers, number 27. Yuri Perez, Marlins, number 16. Remember, we talked about him last week. Uh, 6'8", stud. Jared Schuster, Braves. Unranked, which I used to have a couple of his cards, and they are gone now. I sold them. I shouldn't have. And then last but not least, Eric Miller, Phillies. Jimbo, why have you heard Eric Miller and Phillies before? Uh, I'm testing you. Trade? I'm testing our friendship. Oh. 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 Uh, Eric Miller was the dude that I found the $20 Bowman Chrome Red out of five on Mercari. So I bought it. And now look at him. He is a Futures Game star. Uh, Now, it's a little bit of like big air quotes because Eric Miller currently has, if I can find 
if I can find his uh, page here real quick. Oh, there it is. So Eric Miller, if these stats pop up, I have so many baseball reference pages popped up right now on my computer that's going a little slow. Um, he currently has a 146 ERA in double A in his first taste of double A. He is 24. So he's, he's kind of old, obviously, but a 146 ERA with 32 strikeouts, but only 24 innings. He's added like two innings to his, uh, to his season total in the last like month. They're just going really slow with him. I think they want to use him in the majors this year. Um, he's a lefty. I think they want to use him out of the bullpen moving forward, um, especially for like the playoffs. So they're being really careful with him because he's dealt with a ton of injuries or maybe they're gearing up to trade him and they don't want him to get trade injured before trading him. But uh, pretty thrilled. Pretty thrilled with my $20 Eric Miller uh, buy. Dude, I'm telling you, buying though, like buying just true colors of random. I don't tell. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want people to go out and just go out and buy whoever. But if you see something for like a really good deal, here's an example. Estruri Ruiz, I think the, the kid from the Padres that just got called up. I had a true orange of him and I graded it. And it sold for like a couple, I don't know, when I was in Asheville. So probably like a month ago. Sold for like 400 and something dollars. And I would have never have thought that before the season. But I had it randomly priced. Not even... And I didn't even like really know, like I knew he was having a good season, but I was like, oh, sm holy smokes, this kid's having a great time. Too bad I just sold like the best card I had of, had of him. But I'm telling you, true colors, if you have them, keep them. If you see them really cheap at shows and stuff, scoop them up, throw them in a box. Yeah, I agree. Just hold on to them and see what happens. I mean, if you, if you like for me, if Eric Miller started getting rocked, all right. I could probably sell that to a Phillies fan for five bucks at some point. I'm out fifteen dollars. Yeah, you know, it works out. You're up. You're up, and it's 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 fun no matter what because it's kind of cool to just have like reds or golds or oranges or anything like that. It's just kind of a fun, fun uh, thing. I, I think I'm I think I'm on the train of if I ever find cheap reds, just buying them just to have. Yep. There you go. Um, but that's, that's the entire roster. So those are the entire two rosters, uh, that we covered. Um, those are all the players and, uh, let's, uh, let's, we obviously can't talk about every single guy. That'd be insane. That would take forever. So we're going to each pick three guys to talk about. Oh and, um, I think I'm going to claim a start here. You good with that? You're going to claim a what? I'm going to claim the start here. I'm going to claim the first guy to talk about. Yeah, go for it. Sweet. So who I want to talk about, and I hate to do this because I uh, usually I like to talk about guys. I'm not usually talking about guys I'm trying to buy. You know, I don't want to I don't want to boost anything artificially, anything like that. So um, take this all with a grain of salt. But I am interested in buying him. And the guy is Taj Bradley. Rays pitching prospect just came out in 2022 Bowman baseball number 34 overall prospect Taj Bradley this year has been incredible and of course he's been incredible he's a raised pitching prospect and so in 2018 in rookie ball or 2019 in rookie ball he had a 318 ERA in 51 innings 57 strikeouts as an 18 year old that's good 
Fast forward 2020, wash 2021, 1.83 ERA in 103 innings between two levels, A and A plus ball. And in those 103 innings, he also had 123 strikeouts. But, you know, A and A plus ball, you watch a lot of guys that dominate those levels go up to the next level and suffer. Um, you see it all the time. Uh, a lot more for hitting, but you get my point. So then you get to double A this year as a 21 year old. He's thrown 71 innings. He has 83 strikeouts, and he has a 1.51 ERA, uh, a 0.869 walks hits per inning pitched, only 5.7 hits per nine, only 0.5 home runs per nine, 2.1 walks per nine. Uh, he's been he's he's been really 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 good um, in his step up. In fact, most of his stats are the exact same from last year, within like. 0.4.5 of hits per nine raised by 0.7 home runs per nine stayed the same walks per nine lowered by 0.6 uh, strikeouts per nine lowered by 0.4 like that's almost completely the same stats that he had in a ball as he's having in double a that's huge for me is a guy that like you expect a dude like that to have those stats and then to get slightly worse as he's moving up the ladder not Taj Bradley he has been exactly as good as he was before. And if you say to me, Rays, pitching prospect, stud, double um, A, going to be co coming up to the majors at some point. And oh, yeah, his Bowman Chrome Autos, July 11th, fixed price, $28.95. July 10th, Green Wave, $78 auction. Yeah. I'm buying in. I'm buying in a base auto of a of an absolute stud at thirty dollars, um, and seeing what I can do, especially if I can grade it. Like these are a lot of cards that probably aren't being graded. I'm sending it into Com C. I'm getting these bad boys graded. Uh, I'm sending it through Slab Stocks, getting them graded for twenty three bucks, and uh, seeing what I can do. Obviously, a lot of these are not in great shape. Purple auto for forty three dollars because. Bowman quality control has been pretty rough these last couple of years, but if you can buy a ton, you know, say you have a $300 budget, you buy 10 base autos and you get maybe three of them that are gradable. You could probably sell the grade, spend $23, sell the gradable ones for probably 70, 80. And all of a sudden you have half those remaining for free. Yep. It's been my game since it for a long time now. Yeah. So Taj Bradley, absolute stud in a organization that turns everyone into absolute studs. Um, I don't understand how he's not more expensive than $30. So, yeah, I just don't all think right. know about him. Fair, but he is the number 34 prospect. Like people should know. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to, you want to go with your next pick or your first yeah. pick? Honestly, this is tough, dude. This is like literally the feeling of a kid in a candy store because there's like there's every player on this list. I'm like, oh, I like this player, I like this. But I'm gonna go with someone that we haven't talked about yet on any of our shows. And I actually brought him up before uh before we went live here. Uh John Kensey Noel. And this is because all my buddies out in Cleveland, I was with them a couple weeks ago and they told me about this kid, and I was like, Oh, I know I remember him in uh in Bowman. Um, then I looked up his stats, and I'm like, holy moly, this kid has some serious power. Uh, this kid, 20 years old, was in single A, 
in the beginning of the year, and then uh, they brought him up to Double A a couple of weeks ago. Let me try and find his profile here. I have fifty something tabs open. Hmm. Um, but this kid has serious power, and this is a kid that that I find interesting for games like this because in a one game thing where you know where everyone's watching um you know a player could have a home run and everyone starts flocking to him and i feel like this could be a kid that could do that during this game because he has some serious power i have no idea where i put this profile at uh john kenzie You looking for John Kenzie? You know, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I've got, I've got his uh, baseball reference stats. If you want me to just start yeah, rattling some off, I must have deleted it. So high A this year, he hit 219 with a 286 on base and a 509 slugging with 19 home runs, um, which obviously the on base and the average leave a little bit to be desired, but whatever. And then double A as 20 year old, already in double A, which is crazy. Um, 20 years old, hitting 217 with a 327 on base and a 630 slugging, six home runs and a triple in 12 games. So seven extra base hits in 12 games, 55 plate appearances in Double A, um, which is which is pretty good. He's also really increased his walk rate. He only had 18 walks in High A and 80 strikeouts. He has seven walks and only 12 strikeouts in Double A. Yeah. He had a monster year last year, too. Holy smokes. <laughs> like, monster year. I didn't even realize 20, that. 25 home runs. Oh, wait, no, that's this year. 19 home runs in, yeah, 1,000 OPS in uh, 70 games, 19 home runs. That's a pretty good year. Yeah. So this is a kid that's interesting because it's not necessarily what I usually look for in a player like prospect wise, because, you know, the strikeouts are high, you know, basically he's swinging for the fences every time, which I usually try and stay away from. But this one's interesting because in a game like this, I'm telling you one swing, he's got like the O'Neill Cruz type power where he could just launch one. Um, so I find him interesting. And I wanted to bring him up before, before the game. And yeah, Cleveland guardians, man, they got a, I also like. I'm all right. I'll let you go because I'll, there's so no, many. Well, well let's let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, I do find it interesting. This is the type of guy who probably not super valuable on an MLB field. Like value, value. There's always home run. There's always value in a dude who's popping home runs. If you have a guy that can tie up a game, one swing of the bat, it's pretty valuable. But, but. I do think a lot. There's a lot more value for him in the card market right now in the minor leagues than there is in, say, when he gets to the majors or as a as an actual MLB player. Because like, you know, Framil Reyes, guys like that, not a ton of value. Nobody's clamoring to get a Framil Reyes auto, right? But they're clamoring to get John Kenzie Noel. And so I think I want to remind everybody that if you are investing in cards, remember or have have something in mind, have a plan in mind for the card you're investing in. Because if you're investing in John Kenzie Noel, 
just remember that at some point he's probably going to turn into one of those guys that just hits a bunch of home runs with low batting averages that are not necessarily a dime a dozen, but there's quite a few of them in the major leagues. They get traded around from team to team. They sign decent one-year, $10 million contract type deals, um, but there's not a single soul that's like, I got to go get a Dan Vogelbach auto. I got to go get a Rowdy Telez auto, you know? Um, and so that's probably the same future for a John Kenzie Noel. And another thing, too, that, that caught my eye was, you know, we talked about this before, was the the leagues and the ballparks that, he, that these guys are playing in and their stats relative to that. I realized Cleveland, once they get – like, once you get to double A – or, no, sorry, high A for Cleveland – or, yeah, for Cleveland, it's, it's a tough road stat-wise because you have Lake County, Midwest League, double uh, A, Akron, uh, which is a tough – Another tough league to hit in uh, for hitters, and then uh, their AAA is the International League. All like so, their stats. I don't know. Like I feel like their stats should be adjusted. Like in my mind, it's like oh, a two seventy five. It's like a WRC plus. Exactly. You know, if you have, if you here, let me go look up. Let me go yeah. look up John Kenzie Noel on Fangrass for you. Yeah, I have that pulled up. So. Uh, in high this year is a 109 WRC plus, and then in Double A this year he's at a 150. Yeah, and the the baseline's 100. So I don't know. I think I think that's more of a factor as we dive deeper in these in these prospects, not just not just for him, but just in general, is getting even deeper with these prospects and finding little tidbits like that. I think can play a huge. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes a little tidbit is somebody just asked me. I don't have my phone on me or else I'd look it up. Somebody just asked me about a prospect. Um, oh, it was uh, Edwin Arroyo. Yeah. And I was talking about him. I said, hey, you know, I really like him. Switch hitter, 18 years old, shortstop, performing well, has a few red flags. Yeah. And he said, oh, can I ask you about those red flags? And I said, sure. And I was like, um, I forget what the first one was. Um, but the second one was his pull rate, 51%. And normally it's like, you know, why am I concerned about a pull rate? Uh, I do generally veer towards guys that spray the ball around a little bit more. But, you know, should I be concerned about that, especially so young? And this is a long-range concern of mine, is that Edwin Arroyo, if he keeps this 51% pull rate all the way to the majors, he's not in great American ballpark, you know, in Cincinnati. Like if he had a 51% pull rate, sweet. Pull pull for those boxes. Pull for the boxes, the Crawford boxes in um in Houston. You know, pull for down the line in uh green monster type stuff in Boston. But when you get to Safeco, pulling the ball probably not always, especially for a guy that's not very big probably not always the best approach. And I worry that if he pulls the ball a ton, um, instead of slapping the ball all around, they could shade him and get easy flyouts uh, quite a bit. But so here's another, just, just curious on your thoughts. Do you think having the switch be banned has a factor for players like that? Where, you know, like for Joey Gallo, like you're not going to get a base hit. If you're got anything on the ground, true. You no, know, if you if he's but it, I mean it, it could be it that could be 
that could be important, but usually, you know, if he's a switch hitter, I mean, they could, they usually people don't shift if he's hitting righty. Like you're not going to shift a, a righty generally. I've seen it happen from time to time, but he's usually a lefty. So if he's hitting left-handed and some of this might is probably skewed a little bit because 51% pull rate, but it doesn't say, you know, he might be pulling when he hits left-handed and pulling when he hits right-handed. Yeah. Um, which uh, give gives a little odd wrinkle to it that I don't know how I feel about. Um, I guess if you're able to pull, depending on your handedness and where you're hitting, like if you're on the road and you know that if you can hit left-handed and you know that they have a short porch and you can pull it, or if you can hit right-handed and they have a short porch, I guess that's actually nice. Um, but it's just one of those long-term worries where I'm like, man, I don't know if I want a guy that consistently pulls the ball, especially maybe in the air, in a large outfield like Safeco um, if they don't have huge over-the-fence power. If you're Nelson Cruz, I don't care if you're pulling the ball. It doesn't matter where you're hitting. You're hitting the ball out. Yeah. If you're Edwin Arroyo, I worry a little bit more. Yeah. And this brings up good fa- uh, good thing. That I'm glad you brought this up. Every prospect will have red flags, no matter from, from the top to the bottom. And honestly, when I'm looking at prospects and when I like – when I'm and I'm watching them, you know, from from beginning to the end, I'm trying to point out those red flags where it's like I know about them, and those like that's what I'm going to be more worried about than anything. Like like a Noel, we know the power's there. It is what it is. So now all I care about is his strikeout rate. You know, all of his other things. Where okay, in a month from now, from a year from now, I want to see how if he improves on that. Because if he improves on that then he'll be an overall, like a better overall hitter. And that power will always be there. That's his baseline. Like that is, that's something that will never go away. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like too, like when I bring up some of these random players, like, oh yeah, their stats might not be crazy, but it's like, hey, they're doing other things that are really well. The other stuff will like, will will get there. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, let us move on to my second guy. And my second guy is Pete Crow Armstrong, Cubs outfielder. Um, Before the season, there was some news, some chatter about him switching up his swing and trying to unlock more power. And um, so far, so good. He had a 203 isolated power in A ball in 2022 and then a 242 isolated power in high A um, this year. So very nice. He has... He hit 354, 443, 557 with uh, a 176 WRC plus in A ball. And then in high A, he's hitting 263, 276 on base and a 505 slugging with a 105 WRC plus. Um, he's definitely 10 home runs, 10 home runs, 16 stolen bases in 60 games. That's pretty good. Uh, I'll take that. You know, that could be in the future a 30 30 guy. Like if he keeps up these paces, that's a 30, 30 guy. That's really nice. One big concern here is that when he went up to high a, his strikeout rate so far, and he's only played, he's only had 98 plate appearances. So almost half the plate appearances from a ball to high a, but his strikeout rate has gone from 18% to 24 and a half percent. His walk rate has plummeted from 12% to 2%. Um, And for me, you know, if this is the type of change that's happening between high A and double A, it's like, yeah, kind of expected from a ball to high A. It's a little bit more concerning for me. Um, but I still 
while those are red flags, I still am excited about the power increase from Pete Armstrong. I'm excited about the speed. I'm excited about the ability to play uh, defense. In fact, he should be one of the best defensive center fielders um, in in baseball in a couple of years. Like that's how good his defense should be. And so you add that defense and that speed to uh, power power output, and it's like, oh, this is interesting. And you know, like the bat is a concern, but honestly, a 24% strikeout rate still isn't like that bad. It's not pr- approaching 30, you know, and um, if he can keep it in the low 20s, regardless of whatever he walks, if he keeps in the low 20s, makes contact more often, and is hitting for power, getting on and speed and stuff, um, that's a valuable player. And I'm pretty excited about Pete Crow Armstrong, even though he's a cup. Yeah, that kid's good. He's solid. Very solid. All right. Oh, real quick, real quick. Before we go on, just a real quick price update for Pre-Core Armstrong. A uh, green mojo, $100 auto from 2021, which is like a second-year card. Orange paper, $42 on auction. So, like, there's... there's um. Refractor Auto, Refractor PSA 9 Auto, $167. It's still not uber expensive for a dude who has some pretty interesting tools. I agree. And on the Cubs. And on the Cubs, which there isn't much else there right now. And as for John Kenzie Noel, you've got a Bowman Chrome First Auto, $40, July 12th. Yellow Auto, $177, which... One of those things, like for me, if I have them, I'm selling them because I'm just not comfortable holding a Fran Mill Reyes type player or a Daniel Vogelbach type player. Yeah, could be a Yornam. Figures it out. Um, no, I like Pete Crow Armstrong. So I am going to bring up my second player. I don't normally talk about pitchers because they're just they're tough. But what I've been realizing is. There's a lot of money to be made with pitchers, and I realized this a lot this year because some of the stuff I've sold were pitchers, and I'm like, man, these are selling for some crazy numbers. And but so I'm going to bring up Bobby Miller. This kid is electric, and I'll be fast with this one because we still have another uh, half of a segment to go on after this. The but Bobby Miller, all I'm going to say, kid is electric. His stuff is nasty. I don't really worry too much about stats with pitchers in the minors. He's going to, I don't, I don't know what, where he's definitely probably going to actually, I don't know if he pitched recently or not, but I'm sure they're going to have him pitch there at home at, you know, at the Dodgers stadium uh, with the hometown crowd, but this dude can strike just about anyone out. And I'm pretty sure he struck out Otani in an expedition game uh, like at the Dodgers, like the first, the last spring training game before the regular season. Pretty sure I saw a clip of him, but I'm sure you're going to be hearing this kid's name quite a bit in the next few years. So that'll be my uh, my my fast my fast pick. I like it. Um, and then my last pick, and this will be fast too. Matt Walner, Minnesota yeah. Twins outfielder. Uh, he's 24 years old already, but he's 6'5", 220 pounds. He's a big dude, but he is 24. Um, he was drafted again in the. Uh, 
in the um he was a comp pick 39th overall comp pick that they do they give those five out between the first round and then five out between the second and third rounds and uh the dude has some big time power so he has 21 home runs this year in 330 plate appearances if he were to get up to the 660 700 plate appearance thing you know you're talking about 40 home run dude here in double a though he's 24 in double a uh what's interesting here is that He's running a 31% strikeout rate, which should be concerning to me, except that he's running an 18% walk rate. Like the dude is walking a ton while also hitting for power, um, even added in an extra 14 doubles and a triple. So, you know, 15 extra base hits on top of those 21 home runs. Um, and he's got a little bit of speed, eight stolen bases. He has five caught stealing, which is obviously concerning. And those are numbers that you want to get around. like under 67% success rate or something like that 70% success rate is like a detriment to the team more than an added bonus um for stolen bases so like that's not good but at least he has the speed there a little bit um i am curious to see where he goes from here it's just this is a dude who hasn't a he swings and misses obviously 31% but he's got a good eye at the plate 18% walk rate and he's hitting bombs I'm always curious on those guys, even if they're 24 and double A. Uh, it's just a dude that I'll I'll keep I'll keep watching just to see how he does. Maybe not invest, maybe not invest, but 18% walk rate and 21 home runs halfway through the season. You've piqued my interest. Yeah, I agree. He was actually he was in my top three of who I was going to pick for MVP. Oh, so. No, I like that. No, I think that's a good one. I think he's a MVP for this game because he can hit. Um, sorry, I went on a – there's so many players to choose from for this next one that it's just so tough. It's like, man, I like them all. But one player that I am personally a huge fan of is Robert Hassel the third, who his uh, – he collects cards and so does his dad, fun fact. Oh. Um because I remember he, they were buying up quite a bit of his Bowman first when it was first released. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but anyways, this kid is 20 years old and absolutely crushing high A. And the Padres, man, they are just stacked in their farm system. I feel like they've been stacked for the last, I don't know, five years or so. Uh, but in high A, Midwest League, tough league to hit in, 20 years old, nine homers, 47 ribbies. His K rate is only 18%, which I like for, for the amount of power that he has. Average is 310, WRC plus 140, which you know I love. Um, this kid, man, I don't know if he'll do anything in this game because it's it's hard being seeing high A competition and then potentially seeing like triple A pitchers. But we'll see, dude. This kid, long term, I'm excited to see what he does here. He has that. He has the the makeup to do, you know, make a splash in this game, and, and I'm I'm sure he'll be in it again next year. I definitely want to see him. You know, he played 18 games last year, and High A did well. He's played 64 games this year. High A, obviously, too good for the level. 11% walk rate, 18% K rate. You know, I want to see him move up. I got to see him at Double A now. He's shown it. He he's shown enough. Um to at least warrant maybe after this he'll get called up to double a and we'll see what happens but he's shown enough to let's see what he can do outside of a ball 
completely agree. And 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 the 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 Padres Double A and their Triple A are both hitters ballparks. So it's going to get a bump up from that, from being in a tough league into two hitter friendly leagues. So I'm really, to invest. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, that dive, do an eye test. If you're, if you're looking to buy them, you know, do your research. But in my, in my mind, everything checks out very well. I like it. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to our last segment for this and pick an MVP for the, uh, for the futures game, I'll let you go first. You sure? Oh yeah. Well, you already know what my answer is going to be. Without a doubt, I have to pick Jackson Churio. <laughs> um, outfielder, obviously Brewers. We talked about it, but Jackson Churio this year, youngest player in the minor leagues, at least at the start of the year. I'm sure he might still be pretty close to the youngest player. He's probably the youngest player in the futures game. And uh, all he's doing in A-ball as an 18-year-old that just turned 18, hitting 320, 371 on base, 601 slugging, 162 WRC+, plus, 12 home runs, 18 doubles, 5 triples, which is cool, adding that speed. Nine stolen bases to only two caught stealing, also cool. Um, like, yeah, the strikeout rate's a little bit high, but the dude, the dude has been electric. And I'm excited to watch him go out there. He hasn't he hasn't wavered at all, despite being the youngest dude against A ball pitchers. And obviously it's not like the most impressive pitching pitchers in the world, but he is two and a half or two point eight years younger than the league average. You know, the league average is almost twenty one years old. He is eighteen and uh, or is probably twenty one years old. And so um for me, I'm like, yeah, let's see what he can do. Let's get him some at-bats against the, you know, Jack Lighters of the world. Let's get him some at-bats against the Taj Bradleys of the world. Let's get him some at-bats against the Ricky Tiedmans of the world, and let's see what he can do um, and see if he needs to get bumped from A-ball now. So I'm pumped, and I'm hoping for big things. Yeah. I like that pick because I'm excited to watch him too. Uh, but I was thinking about this making the MVP pick, I was like, okay, you know, obviously for me, I would say the safe pick is like someone that that's high up in the, you know, in the leagues like double a or triple a, because if they're throwing, you know, a, a single a pitcher out there, they're going to have the advantage usually right away. So I think the obvious choice is Gunnar Henderson because this kid's hit everywhere. And I think, you know, he'll probably, He'll probably just absolutely dominate. So I'm not going to pick him though, because I feel like that's just cop out. Yeah. He's just too good. Like he, he probably will, will win it. But the player I'm going to pick is, and I like, you know, for me, it's more of a story. I feel like this is more of a story uh, for with, like for baseball. Baseball loves the story about home run derby, uh, even the all-star game. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers prospect, Miguel Vargas, because he is in AAA and he is dominating. And so I like that aspect, but then also playing at home with the Dodgers where I'm sure he'll, they'll let him play probably a little bit more than some of these other players because he is the, the homegrown talent. Um, but I mean, this kid is just a flat out hitter. So um, I'm excited to see him as well. He's in a 293 average uh, in triple a 13 bombs, 61 ribbies. Wow. His K rates 15%. 
you know, we like that. I really like that. And his WRC plus is 116. I like that. Yeah. And that's just his triple it. Yeah, that's he's been triple A all year. So that's my pick. But a few others that I do like, I will have the the Spencer Steers of the world, who's been hitting very well. Matt Walner, you know, your um your Francisco Alvarez, who's in, who's now in triple A. That kid can hit just about anywhere he goes. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a Shay Lanelier's that kid can hit some bombs. He's in triple A. Um, but I I'm excited to see some of these younger guys face some of these hopefully older pitchers and see how they see how they do up there. I agree. Man, I love this game. This I love the futures game, dude. It is a good time. It also is also what puts people on maps like Joey Gallo. You know, I mean he was on the map, but once he started hitting massive, 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 massive bombs in the futures game uh batting practice, everyone was like, Oh. Oh, all right. This is the guy we got to pay yeah. attention to. Because you, you see all of the talent in one place. So, like, if you stand out within, you know, the, a bunch of talent, then you're like, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Watch watch Darren Baker have, like, the game of his life. Yeah. He'll probably just beat him a meatball right down the middle just for, uh, just for the story. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I mean – I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna harp on it. But again, high A this year, Darren Baker, as a twenty-three year old, half a year older than league average, fourteen doubles, a triple, a home run, hitting two seventy two, three thirty two, three fifty three with a six eighty five OPS. Yeah. Good story. Good story. But it is unfortunate that there is probably a person out there that deserves to actually get recognition in this game and is not getting it. I do agree with that. So um, with that, though, Jimbo, looks like we are to the end yep. of our Futures Game podcast, our little extra one. What's up, sir? One one last thing I do want to bring up. Um, I did go through my DMs, uh, and I appreciate everyone shooting me over some feedback. One feedback that I did get was if there was like a list of the players that we talked about. But since we talked about so many players this this uh, segment, and it's sent, basically it's the roster of the future game, uh, the futures game. If you just type in Google 2022 MLB future game roster, you'll see all the names that are listed for for anyone that might be looking for something like that. Correct. So a good way to find it, and um, there's a handy CBS one that actually has the MLB pipeline ranks right next to their names, which is also a nice little added bonus. With that being said, Jimbo, thank you for jumping on uh, today. We will have another podcast later on in the week, but uh, appreciate you jumping on today and giving the people two podcasts. Let's go. Two podcasts this week. Um, otherwise, thank you everyone for listening today to Ding Corners. Hope you guys enjoyed this, and we will talk to you guys again on Friday. Deuces.